<laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what that thought did not form. Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I am Father Michael. And I'm Molly. Hi, Molly. I'm back. It's good to have you back. <laughs> it's good to be back. I've missed I've missed it in my week off. Yeah. Speaking on behalf of the listeners and myself, we missed you. Oh, so it's good. I bet they all sent you many DMs. <laughs> like, where the heck? It's so weird that we haven't, neither of us have missed so far. Uh, b- before that. Yeah. It's always been the two of us. Knock on... Something. That I don't know. Wood? On the wood of my chair. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know, know why the, you said something. I don't know if the microphone, something. <laughs> microphone picks that up. <laughs> anyway. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so we were in our office at school ye- just yesterday, and one of our coworkers, Jen, came in and said she had been listening, which is great. So hi, Jen. Hi, and Jen. And Todd, her husband. Hi, Todd. <laughs> uh, and And she pointed us to her blog, as an idea for a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So her, the thing that she wrote about was asking where is God when she had struggling with prayer and kind of going through some hard stuff. So I thought it would be good to talk about of those times and what you do with them when it feels like God is far from you and especially in prayer where it feels like, you know, it's just not working. Yeah, I think it's really important. Um and I was, at, I think it's it's good timing to talk about this because it's something I've been reflecting on a lot. Because the reason why I wasn't here last week was because I was at a funeral, mm-hmm. which you know, for a very close um, family friend. And just going through all of that and watching as the family grieved and continuing to watch that and just experiencing all of that myself just like brings up those questions like, how do you reconcile? I think this ties in a lot like when bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. like can be one of those moments that brings us to a place of like, man, like this just all all around seems bad. Yeah. And how do I. Yeah. How do I reconcile that? It's like a hard, a hard question, especially because I think the world has set us up for failure in that. Um, it gives us these unrealistic expectations of life. Oh, don't die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it gives us these unrealistic expectations of life and relationships in the sense that like, they're always supposed to go perfectly in the way that we want them all the time. And in our human relationships, we're always going to understand each other. And like, maybe even like in our relationship with God, like we're always going to know what he's doing. We're always going to feel on fire for our faith. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be able to easily trust, and that's just not reality. And so I think the world has set us up for failure in the sense that it's given us that sort of expectation that just, like, simply isn't real. Like, the reality of the Christian walk is having moments like this when you persevere in faith, um, even when you don't see God. Um, So, yeah, all that to say, the world really doesn't help us out with kind of figuring out what to do in those moments. No, there's sort of a a stereotype. I don't know. I don't know if anybody really believes it, but just this image of Christians as sort of like happily oblivious to the world. Like, oh, I just believe in Jesus and I'm going to go to heaven, so who cares? And yeah. nothing matters. And we know that's it's not real. Not true. <laughs> it's not true. And um, I think that, that idea of the absence of God is something that a lot of people, everybody deals with at some point, but you see it. So many times where because of suffering 
or even just that feeling maybe they've ha- never had like a real moment of encounter with God, of, yeah. whether that's prayer or in church or whatever, that it's kind of like, well, like, I want to believe in God, but why won't he show up? Why won't he, he do anything? Yeah. So I guess to start off, I mean, I'm sure, especially as a priest and a spiritual director, you get questions surrounding this probably often, especially in confession, I would think like, what do you do in those moments when it feels like God has turned away from you or God is absent? Like, what are some things that, or I'm, I guess maybe do we we talked about sharing our own experiences. Yeah. Now. Do we want to start off doing that? I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to begin or would you like me <laughs> yeah. to begin? Okay. I, I can. Okay, great. Uh, so this is this is specifically about prayer, and it's something new uh, that's come up to me where it's been a struggle is has been. So as I've mentioned a bunch of times, I did the school of spiritual direction, and I'm in the midst of doing Saint Ignatius's spiritual exercises, and part of that, a huge like ninety percent of it, is praying with scripture, and some of the ways that Saint Ignatius encourages people to do that is really imaginatively, mm-hmm. like. You read the scripture and then you put yourself as one of the characters and you imagine yourself there and you use your senses and you kind of like, what did it feel like or sound like or smell like and things like that. Um, and that is just not me at all. Mm-hmm. So even during the the two weeks of the spiritual direction school, when this came up, I just had this incredible resistance to it. I was mad about it because I was like, I remember <laughs> this, is, this is dumb Yeah, is what I felt in my heart. Um and God really helped, even if I haven't like uh, figured that out, quote unquote, figured it out yet, God helped me to kind of like accept where I was and that was great. But even if I've, as I've done this process of trying to pray uh, through scriptures and particularly like really trying to do what St. Ignatius suggested, many, many times it's like I just ran into a wall where it's just kind of like, I don't, this, I don't get this, this doesn't feel real, this, and it's been really frustrating because I feel like on on one hand, um, I should try and I should be open. Uh, and so like the other night we, we were at the coffee shop in town and I'm reading this book about that specifically. When I, when I was with you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, just to cut like, okay, I, like God, I feel like you want me here, whatever that means. But then on the other hand, like moments where I'm just sitting there, like I got nothing. This is not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. And um so that's not so much the absence of God, but just like totally not understanding, um, yeah. and particularly in prayer of just uh, not knowing what it's supposed to be. And I think a lot of people can find them themselves in that place of they want to pray, they want to be holy, they want to know God, but it maybe it feels like you're hitting a wall, maybe it feels like it's too far a distance or something like that, and you're just kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for me. I think it's a similar kind of emotion experience, but mine was I a couple years ago, like somewhat recently. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, I went through a period of my life where I really like considered. I, I don't think I. I mean, I never would have ultimately, but I found myself like considering leaving the church mm-hmm. and like doubting Catholicism 
and it eventually turned into like doubting like the reality of God in general because I like as I started to sort through it I was like well for me it's either Catholicism or God's not real and then I was like well now I'm just feeling like he's not real like Mm -hmm. I was just feeling it was just such a time of like honestly like desolation where I just could not sense his presence and also very logically was doubting things and it was horrible and it was so lonely and I found myself in this place where I was when I would try to pray I would ask him this question of man like I've spent my whole life believing you're real and I'm holding on to that but like if you're real like why are you allowing me to experience this why are you allowing me to feel this way because it brought so much loneliness because my life was built around the church um, and my Catholic faith and it I mean it still is and it should be but in my mind, I was like, man, if like this isn't real, then I'm going to lose literally everything. Mm. Or like, why would you even let me feel this way? Why would you want me to doubt you? So there was just a lot of questions of like, is God even good that like came up with that? And it went on for probably like six months. And I don't think I told anyone until after. Actually, I know I didn't tell anyone until after mm-hmm. I was out of it. So it was, <laughs> don't recommend that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but I think that brings up the first thing I want to say that um, in these times, the one of, if not the most important thing is companionship Yeah. Um, and sharing what you're going through with others and welcoming other people into your struggle, even if they're, they don't have the answers and mo- more times than not, they won't just like saying, this is where I'm at and like letting someone love you in that and pray for you in that. Even if all they say is, I'm so sorry, like. I'm here for you through this. That is just so important. And I I really regret not doing that. Um, because in other times when I've gone through, you know, some sort of struggle where I ask the question, where is God? And I have, you know, welcomed others into that. It has made the burden so much lighter when I let someone carry that cross alongside of me. Mm-hmm. Like we're meant to. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so you use the word why, or the phrase, why is God allowing this? And I think that's, like such a helpful way to think about it. Maybe at the time it didn't feel super helpful. No, yeah. <laughs> but so it, it at least if we're going through a situation like that and we feel alone and we feel cut off from God or whatever, asking like, God, why are you allowing this? At least helps us to stay open to the fact that God is good and like that God wants something for us. And I think uh, one reason he might allow it is so that we reach out like that. Yeah, it teaches wow. us to be to be vulnerable. It teaches us to that like in that moment we're poor. Like we don't mm-hmm. have anything and it makes us realize like okay, I have to receive. And so and we can talk about this like primarily that's from God. I have to receive from him, but even just the humility of going to someone saying like I'm struggling with believing in God or I can't pray or I don't feel anything in prayer, it uh it shows like, yeah, you're not meant to do it on your own. I think we've said that in like every episode of this show. We talk about you're not meant to do it alone, but that's that's really core to the idea of knowing that you're loved, that uh, God uses other people. God works through other people. Yeah. And even like that, I, that's something that I've seen in our friendship a lot, especially with prayer. We both struggle with prayer often, mm-hmm. as I think everyone does in one way or another. Yeah. And a huge thing that has helped me to like kind of get back in the flow with prayer Um has been just like being like, hey, this is where I'm at. Can you keep me accountable? Or even just like saying, hey, this is where I'm at. And oftentimes you just say, I'm sorry. Thank you for telling me. Or like, that's all that I have to say to you. But like that, that like 
process of sharing in that and letting someone enter into that with you is like it's healing because it's what we were created for like that communion it's not just healing because it's like a good thing it's healing because it brings us back to like the purpose of our creation mm-hmm. um at least part of the purpose of our creation um so it makes us more like ourselves because it's more of who we are meant to be um and so it's like it's not just like oh this is a good thing and it works it's like it 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 is what god has made us for is you know and to enter into and to walk with one another to walk each other home you know it points us back towards relationship Mm -hmm. and like yeah that that is what we're made for and in those so like maybe god is allowing say i'm having a bad time in prayer or uh that god is allowing me to feel this way and there's reasons for that um the devil definitely wants to take advantage of that. And so the thing he wants to do is to keep us feeling alone. Mm -hmm. So not reaching out to God and then not reaching out to other people. And it totally works. It It works all the time. It really, really does. I've fallen into it so many times. Mm -hmm. Um, And that also like has been something that's motivated me when I read, and I am sure I've mentioned it before. um, I definitely have. And and I always forget the title. That book by C.S. Lewis Screwtape screw letters. letters, yes. <laughs> um, talks a lot about just like, I mean, what that taught me is like kind of what to look for and how to recognize the devil's voice because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of what the book is about. And in recognizing that and being able to, even in like really dark moments, be like, oh, I know this is what Satan wants of me right now. And like sometimes even that's motivation enough um, to be like, okay, I'm going to reach out or I'm going to do this. And I don't always do it the way I'm supposed to. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not, not like I never sin or never mess up, but knowing that there is someone like real that I'm battling against that is fighting to keep me down, um, really gives me more of a motivation to not give into that. Um, but also that I have someone who's fighting constantly to help me to rise back up. Um, cause this, I mean, it's a real spiritual battle, like spiritual, spiritual battles are real. And like, we have someone who already won the war, but like Satan Really does he? He really tries to do us dirty. You know what I mean. <laughs> he really do be out here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> when we say spiritual battle, I think it's we can kind of dramatize it so that it's like dramatize over dramatize. <laughs> Make it be over dramatic in the sense mm-hmm. that it is obviously this big thing, and there's I don't know possession or whatever happening. <laughs> right. But like the real everyday spiritual battle doesn't look like that. It's those those little moments of, of listening to the lies and uh, giving into the lies. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, we shouldn't take for granted the fact that, like, well, this is where we really get to choose God. And I think you see it in so many saints' lives that, like, Mother Teresa, Gosh, uh, St. Yeah. Therese. Give a, give a little summary of Mother Teresa for those who don't know. Yeah, like, so, what you're uh, referencing. and this came out later after her death, um, in a book of letters to to her spiritual director, but um, so she was a sister already, uh, and then felt this kind of second call to serve the poorest of the poor, and she so she follows. She felt very clearly from God, this is what she's supposed to do, mm-hmm. and basically from that point on, felt totally separate from God for Did, like 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 twenty years of desolation. Yeah, the rest of her life, like mm-hmm. just that. Yeah, that feeling of being separated from God, being alone, and. Uh, 
she struggled with it. I think that's maybe we should always remember. She wasn't like, oh, this is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Saints struggle. Yeah. She she struggled against it. She didn't understand it. And it seems like eventually came to the real, realization that um, she was particularly close to Jesus, even though she couldn't feel it or sense it. But it was like being on the cross with him. Mm-hmm. And, and that points to, so like Jesus on the cross said, uh, Father, why have you forsaken me? Jesus literally said those words. Yeah, and there's a lot. I mean, there's different interpretations of that. And on one, in one hand, like the Son and the Father can't be separated because mm-hmm. everybody's God. Uh, not everybody. <laughs> Just you know those what I mean. Three particular. Those three people. Those yeah, three. <laughs> those three persons. But. Um, just the idea that Jesus could say that, and especially in his humanity on the cross, feel forsaken. Uh, yeah. Sort of. It's just amazing. Yeah. And like, I always think that when I pray with through the, the agony in the garden, uh, that's always just been a super powerful mystery of the rosary for me to pray through. Like, Jesus suffered all is what I always think. Like, there is no pain that he doesn't know um, and that did, he didn't experience and enter into with us. And he even like said it there, like, Father, please let this cup pass for me. Yeah. But if I keep hitting the mic, sorry, <laughs> but if not, um, not your will. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Whoa, said that wrong. Not my will, <laughs> but your will be done. Um, and I think that shows what that shows me is like. It's okay to to struggle. Like I think it's a temptation a lot of times in the in the midst of struggles like this and desolation and things to be like, oh, like if I if I doubt or if I'm in pain or if I'm questioning God or if I want things to go away, I'm Mm -hmm. a bad Christian. Not true at all. First of all, can't help the way you feel. Second of all, like it. I mean, it really is about how you choose to respond to that. And a lot of times, the proper response is to admit that how you feel and what you're experiencing as long as there's that surrender that you know mary showed that jesus showed that joseph showed at the end like this is crazy and this is wild and this stinks a lot but like i i don't need to turn away from that reality to be holy like yes we don't need to turn away from the reality that something is hard to like be a saint and i think that's something i believed for a long time like i would get to this point of holiness where like hard things wouldn't be hard anymore because i was holy as I've grown closer to God, hard things have become harder, honestly. <laughs> and I think that's the real reality of the Christian life um, because Satan has more of a need to go after people who are closer to God, right? Um, it's the reality of prayer, too, that um, I think maybe a lot of us accept this idea that if I just figure it out and get to this this point, I can kind of coast and just stay there and it'll be great. And But like prayer is always something we have to wrestle with and saints and holy people and all of us we're never done and i think uh one of the reasons maybe sometimes that we feel like you know god's far away or our prayer isn't what it what it used to be is that he's calling us to something deeper mm-hmm. he's he, i mean for a lot of us uh maybe like early on if you had a conversion or kind of like a moment where your faith grew deeper everything feels great um you're happy yeah. about it like prayer is amazing and you're just like on fire. That goes away. Yeah, it really does. It, like in any relationship. Yeah. Yeah, just that, that honeymoon phase or mm-hmm. whatever that is. Um, and it's not God like leaving you. It's God saying, well, like, come follow me past relying on feelings. Come follow me past uh, only wanting to feel good to only wanting me. 
because that's what a relationship is, is not just wanting someone for how they make us feel, but truly loving that other person. Absolutely. And that goes for our relationship with the Lord, too. A hundred percent. And I think that, you know, we also have to, like, come to terms with the idea that, like, nine times out of ten, honestly, we're not going to know the answer in this life. Like, when I think about, you know, this death, it was this patriarch of the family who was just amazing and so holy and his life brought forth so much life to others and there really may never come to a point where any of us grieving are like ah yes um that's why and that's okay Mm -hmm. and like I have to come to peace with that with every loss I go through with every confusion that I go through like I may never get the answer to this but my faith needs to be based on the fact that I know that God is who he says he is. And if I really believe that Jesus is Jesus, then I need to really apply it to this situation in my life where I can't see anything. And it's okay to like not be able to lean on yourself for your own knowledge or capability at all and just to fall into Jesus and be like, I don't freaking see anything good mm-hmm. right now, but I know that you are good. And that is has to be enough for us. Yeah. And it is enough for us even if we don't recognize it, right? Because it's all about him. Yeah. And, and it, he he's he's God and we're not in, I'm, I'm not going to be able to comprehend everything divine in my mind because <laughs> I am just so limited in my mental capacity. <laughs> yes. And that's what prayer is for. Mm-hmm. Like, just as like, I don't know you completely and you don't know me completely. Like, people get to know each other. Spouses mm-hmm. get to know each other more and more over their, their whole life. It's never just like one and done. Um, And so like, as if we're struggling, like, where do we go? We go to Jesus. And mm-hmm. even if he doesn't say, this is why this is happening, um, he reveals himself to us and we get to to see whatever struggle through through that lens, through the perspective of knowing that, that we're loved. Yeah. And um, yeah. And like you said earlier, um, we have to love Jesus for who he is, just Jesus for Jesus rather than the answers he gives us, the way he makes us feel, you know all of those things. It's mm-hmm. rather like who he is and he showed himself um all in in many moments but all of himself in that one moment of him dying on the cross for us and that has to be enough for us. It has to be. Um otherwise what even does our Christianity really mean? Is it even really real if we can let it disappear? Not to say that that we can't struggle. Mm-hmm. I struggle with my faith all the time, but I can't give up on it and I think that's the key. Um as long as I'm still facing the, direct, the direction of the Lord. It's okay if I stumble a lot. It's okay if I'm struggling and doubting, but I just got to keep walking in that direction, um, which is motivated by trust. And trust oftentimes is completely blind. Like a lot of times there isn't this like, oh, but like you see this part of the picture. Sometimes we don't see any of the picture mm-hmm. except the end. And what a gift that we get to see the end. Um, so we ask, where's God in my life? Well, he's on the cross always there never moving never changing in the midst of everything else um and that is my peace every day the end <laughs> not the end but that was the end of that thought. yeah our our coworker jen in her her blog post talked about coming to the realization that it was in things with her family in in the mass and just kind of the normal stuff she was experiencing like oh that's where god was he was already there and I think that's a, a a helpful way to to deal with difficult times and times where we don't feel close to God 
in life or in prayer is maybe to start thanking him, just to practice thanksgiving. To me, that always like breaks down that wall. Yeah. Uh, if I'm feeling like disconnected from God or far from God, if I start like looking for things to be thankful for, uh, it's all of a sudden like I don't know, like the sun comes out from behind the clouds. Like mm-hmm. it was there all along. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And there will always be something to be grateful for, even on our worst days. Mm-hmm. Um, even if my life is a mess and I'm falling apart, like there's always been someone in my life who loves me well, or like the just the trees are pretty. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this big thing but god is in in all good things and in all hard things too but yeah in being grateful for for things it changes our perspective and and we we don't look to him as like oh you should give me this because honestly we're not worthy of anything good that he gives us so if we take that perspective of like gratitude and like really seeing everything as a gift um then when those hard moments come we'll realize like that he's still good. But it, if we don't ever like thank him and we're just waiting for him to give us the next thing, of course it's going to be easy to doubt and question when something happens differently than we want it to, big or small. And we're going to miss the next thing. Yes. Because we're not looking for what he's already doing. Yeah, absolutely. And what a waste that would be. Yeah. What helps you, because you were referencing you know, a lot about struggling in prayer. So in times when you feel like disconnected from God, Maybe not in this time of total desolation or, or maybe, but mm-hmm. even just slightly disconnected. Like what helps you specifically in your prayer life with that when, during those times? I think a first thing, and this is super, maybe seems super obvious and practical. St. Ignatius says this, like, do you need to go to confession? Um, and that's may seem really obvious, but if you feel disconnected from God in prayer or just uh, you feel, and that's, it's St. Ignatius's term, desolation of that just not feeling good about it, do I need to go to confession? Am I am I like in sin to the point where it's it's clearly affecting my relationship with God? That's super practical and super easy, but like it's real. Mm-hmm. Um and I have experienced in my life if I need to go to confession, I'm not feeling close to God. I'm not feeling like able to pray. And so that's I think that's a first step. I think the other uh for me the really besides talking to other people is just being very, very honest with God, um, whether that's sitting and thinking it, to, like praying it to Him, or journaling and getting it out there, but just basically not hiding from myself what I'm feeling. Like God's okay with hearing these things. Um, just, yeah, when I'm when I'm utterly honest, usually then like like a light shines on it, and I see I can see like oh this is what's going on, or this is what I'm really upset about or mad or sad about um he he helps us to know our own hearts and so when we kind of like empty them that way to him uh he can say like well this is where you need it's where you need me in the end Mm -hmm. yeah and that takes bringing things to the light like in any relationship of like you and i were mad at each other for something but i never brought it up to you or never told you how i'm feeling i wouldn't be able to sort through it yeah it takes us bringing things to god bringing things to the light um like we would in any relationship Mm -hmm. but i also agree um the grace of the sacraments is huge as well so (laughs) the sacraments aren't magic i think um maybe we can look at that them that way is like if we do them you know suddenly we'll be holier in one sense there's a truth to that but uh going with openness and willingness to uh, accept what God wants to do 
when we go to confession, when we receive the Eucharist, um, just having that kind of like, Lord, like I'm showing up. I'm, I want to do my part. Like help me, help me to do what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they and it, that comes through the sacraments. Yeah. And it's just, a, yeah, such a very real gift that we have in the church that I'm grateful for. But yeah, sometimes it takes just clearing, like getting to a good place as an individual myself to like see, oh, there was like these things in the way of me seeing reality for mm-hmm. what it is. And you got to clear away the muck in order to, to see with open eyes, you know, sometimes. And that can help a lot. I have a, a practical example of that. I would love that, to hear it. <laughs> it continues to this day. When I was in school, particularly in seminary, if my room was a disaster, <laughs> I couldn't write a paper. Like, uh, I would just be distracted. And so I always had to, like, put things in order to move on to this next thing. Yeah. And even today, as I was trying to write my homily and sitting in my room, I was like, I had to straighten things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just with our, our mind and our soul, it can be very much that way that if we're totally, like, disordered and confused in the sense that uh, things are out of place and uh, we don't know where we are, like, confession is, it it sorts things out for us because, like you said, clear out the muck so we can see what really matters mm-hmm. and what's most important. And also just that, um, in the same way, just f- forcing yourself, pr- being faithful to prayer when you don't feel like it, um, is part of that too of, of putting things where they should be and where we should be especially for struggling is in front of God yeah and that reminds me of like something I was just reading about how as a Christian it's important to have like quote-unquote an interior map of life um, of like you know I pray every day I go to mass every day maybe or every Sunday or like mm-hmm. I do this I do this so that in those moments when it's hard, we can like turn back into like, okay, what is my interior map? Yeah. And then even if I don't feel like doing it, I have this plan, I have it set up, I know what works and I kind of can go, sometimes we have to go into autopilot mode mm-hmm. um, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Our heart doesn't need to emotionally be a hundred percent in prayer every time we do it because yeah. that's just unrealistic to expect that. It's about faithfulness despite all of that. Yeah. And I think that's really important to remember because it can be easy to feel guilty if it's like, oh, I wish I desired this more. It's like, you know, you can desire things at the core of you and like your emotions might not line up with that. That's okay. Just by trying, you are desiring. Absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge to remember. That's been big for me and like persevering in prayer. Mm -hmm. Because probably most of the time I don't feel like going, but you know. That's just, that's the reality of life and that's okay and it doesn't make me unholy or it just means I'm a human being. I know if I only prayed when I wanted to, I would pray very little. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And God, God doesn't expect like this perfect emotional response from us all the time. It's about choice. Mm-hmm. Love is a choice. Hey. Love is a choice. <laughs> Referencing I thought it was podcast. a feeling. Oh, <laughs> man. Maybe we need to go back and listen to some old podcasts. <laughs> it's like the first episode, I, I think. Know. It's been a while. You need a reminder. <laughs> um, but I was also thinking about this song, and I played it for you the other day. Where it's just like, even on a practical level, like in life and in the spiritual life, there's a season for everything. We all go through different seasons of like joy and consolation and low points and desolation and struggle. And that's just like the reality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song by Hillsong called Seasons. Nice. Quite appropriate, right? <laughs> so I just want to read a couple lines from that. So uh, it opens up with this series of lines like the frost on a rose winter comes for us all oh how nature acquaints us with the nature of patience 
Like a seed in the snow, I've been buried to grow, for your promise is loyal from seed to sequoia. And I know, though the winter is long, even richer the harvest it brings, though my waiting prolongs even greater your promise for me. Like a seed, I believe that my season will come. Um, and then at the end it says, um, for all I know of seasons is that you take your time. You could have saved us in a second. Instead, you sent a child like God, God. So he talked about this in the podcast. He knows what he's about. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about that all the time. Like God really could have just pulled a Thanos moment, (laughs) snapped his fingers and just like, boom, we're saved. (laughs) Except in a more positive way and just gone, boom, we're saved. Like that's it. Like, but he came and entered into our humanity with us he took his time so that we would he would we would see that we would actually have something to believe and to fall back on um and that might seem crazy but like the intentionality and purpose there it's all it's all love and he hasn't stopped being that intentional with us even in our even in our suffering and the difficult things that he allows to happen if that's how it how he saves us that kind of like that slow path of living a human life, then how much more, like, that's the path to us being holy. That's the path to us learning how to pray. It's not all at once. It's never all at once. Mm -hmm. And even, like, when we get to a point where it's like, oh, I've been praying for this for so long, and I've grown in this virtue that I've been waiting to, like, there's still another season ahead, and, like, there's still more growth to be had. Like, we talked about the beginning, and, like, at the end of the song, it's all about trees and a seed and (laughs) Uh stuff. (laughs) It goes, and when I finally see my tree, still I believe there's a season to come. Like, yeah. Even when I feel like I'm at the end, I'm never at the end till heaven. Like we're, we're this life is a journey, a constant journey. We're never going to reach our end until the next life. The next life is our end. Um, we're just trying to get there. Yeah. We we just trying to make it. <laughs> we just out we here want. trying to get to heaven. <laughs> and that's I think that uh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think one of the reasons we could feel bad in our faith or close to God or not not close to God, <laughs> uh, is because we've reached a changing point. And that can be really painful and hard sometimes where we think, okay, this is what it is, and, and I'm enjoying this, and I, I, I'm comfortable here. When he makes us take that next step into whatever, like the next room or the next like part of the mountain that mm-hmm. we're going up, um, that can be really hard and scary. And so it can feel like, oh, gosh, like, God, where'd you go? I was so used to that. Um Maybe he's doing something amazing. Yeah. Like maybe something really great is happening in your soul. Uh, and like we just had, I, like you said, you said it way at the beginning, like it's about trust. Yeah. And this is just uh, walking those steps in darkness is what uh, helps us to really believe like that God's walking with us. Yeah. And that trust, I mean, that that like, um, what is it? That new point that change doesn't mean that we're starting back at the beginning like if we're mm. climbing use the imagery of a staircase is what i use a lot like our journey to heaven is a staircase and like i'm walking up great sometimes and then i might trip but that doesn't mean i've fallen down the whole staircase back at the bottom like i can still look back and see how faithful god has been and how far he's brought me um i just gotta get back up again and keep climbing you know and sometimes in a change it feels like man i gotta start all the way back at the beginning but no it's just going deeper and deeper and deeper rather than like starting over and over and over. You know, we're always journeying deeper into the heart of God and we're never going to going to get there until heaven. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we just won't, we don't, we can't until we're home. So yeah, you, we have to use this time and every little change and every difficulty 
uh, for what it is is that like got chances to trust God, chances to to really believe in His love and uh, keep stepping forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you have thoughts about this, we would like to hear them. Yeah. How have you overcome difficult times where you felt far away from God? Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you for sure. But. But. <laughs> for the last part of the show, <laughs> Molly, how has yes. God been loving you lately? God has been loving me lately by showing me that he never will ask me to settle for anything in my life. Like, I've just, I think sometimes I'm just, I don't even dare to pray for the amazing things that he has for me. Like, I forget how much he actually wants for me. And even when I don't realize that he still like shows up and gives me more than I ever could have thought I wanted or needed um, just because he's good and he wants me to just be joyful Um, and just like the fact that he exceeds our expectations there's just been a lot of ways this week that I've been seeing that like with God we never have to settle Um, we never have to put up with something lesser than what we deserve or like seek something less than what we're worthy of like God it always has good the the highest goodness for us um and that's hard to believe sometimes but it's like so true and he's just been showing me that a lot which has been really beautiful mm. nice <laughs> what about you father uh I think it goes back to the book I read at the coffee shop the other day the coffee shop book <laughs> Leonardo's <laughs> just a plug the best it's place, the best place. <laughs> um, we go there a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah, like reading that book, it's called uh, uh, <laughs> Meditation and Contemplation by Father Timothy Gallagher. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like God saying like, look, you don't have to worry um, because it's very much something that uh, I keep just like banging my head against. Uh, it's like you either like I can't pray this way or like uh, this just isn't for you. And kind of reading that was very much a feeling of God saying like, just like, just trust me. Just, like, keep going forward. And uh, I think that that's just, it's, like, always a lesson to me in prayer. Because um, what you said a little bit ago, I felt that so many times. It's like, gosh, I've fallen all the way down the yeah. stairs. And mm-hmm. just got to start over again and probably fall down again. Mm-hmm. But very much that feeling of God just saying, like, no, like, it's it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Just keep your eyes on me and uh, I've got this. So yeah. that is a, a good thing to hear. I'm going to close out with a funny story that you just reminded me of that has nothing to do with the spiritual life, but it's really funny, and now I want to share it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One time, my high school homecoming, I was all dressed up, ready to go. I was at my friend's house for pictures, and I took one step down the staircase and fell down an entire flight of stairs in my dress and heels and hair and makeup and everything. And shockingly, nothing like was horribly hurt but i did walk into homecoming with some cuts and scrapes on my legs <laughs> and if that's not the most molly story you've ever heard i don't know what is that's very on brand for you <laughs> she would wouldn't she <laughs> anyway yeah. visit our website visit our instagrams visit we just want to hear from you mm-hmm. i've actually i got a dm from someone the other week just asking me about um, something that we talked about and asking for some advice. That's great, too. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just love hearing from you guys. So Yeah, and we want to talk about things you're interested in, so mm-hmm. please let us know. In the comments in, below. In the comments below. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> um, and thanks, Jen, for giving us an idea. Yeah, and witnessing to the faith. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah.
So we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>